Now, a few things. Pete Alonso had a rough game today. 0 for 4. I believe it was four strikeouts, if I'm correct. But he looked tough, looked pressing. Lindor had some moments there, there that he came up in a big spot a couple times and and uh, popped out to end in that, that ninth inning. McNeil and Lindor both swinging at first pitches. And I believe, was that the eighth they swung at first pitches? That was the... Yeah, in the eighth inning, even though Escobar got that 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 single and scored two, but both McNeil and Lindor not helping out. I know some people are saying that it was okay to be aggressive in that spot. They needed to be because hell, they might not see might not see a better pitch. But they both measly pop ups. I think you could have done better. And, and I look at this team as as. You know, the day before, Tuesday, you look at Vogelbach. You look at, I believe it was Connor who struck out as well, and, and Escobar struck out at the end of the game. The lifeless at-bats. Vogelbach, on five pitches, didn't swing at one of them. And the last pitch was down the, down, down the plate and he didn't swing. I'm like, what the hell are you staring at? Sometimes you can't be too patient. Sometimes the best pitch might be the first pitch you see. But if the guy's struggling, if Nimmo walks and then Alonzo walks, the first two pitchers, the first two batters walk. Why are you swing at the first pitcher for your Lindor? I don't get that. And then Canna walks. They got to bring in Blyer. And now you know the pressure Blyer just went through. You just saw the day before. Literally balked in a run on three balks. The guy who was umping at first base, who called him for the box, is now the umpire behind home plate. Like, don't give him one pitch to look at and swing at. Make the guy work for it a little bit. Thank God for Escobar coming through with two runs right there, two, a two-run single. Otherwise, they'd be screwed. It's... I don't want to say that they're all pressing right now. And thank God that Escobar is just on fire because who knows what will be going on with this Met squad. We know that the Met, we know that they wouldn't have a chance today if it wasn't for Escobar. But who knows how this month would have played out if Escobar wasn't doing what he's doing. It's, it's, a, it's a tough time. It's a pressing time. You could look at other teams that are fighting for playoff positions. It's not easy. You know, and the playoffs are going to come around and it's not easy. And I continue to always say this. I don't care who you're facing. It's September. There are opponents that are looking for, to save their jobs, looking for promotions, looking for contracts, looking for whatever, looking to maybe play for another team. But the Marlins are a bunch of young kids, but a lot of them are young. And they're fighting. And Don Mattingly, you know what? Skips out after the season. Maybe some of these guys really like Don Mattingly. Who knows? Maybe they want to play really hard for him and get the best out of him. Maybe give end them on a high note. They're going to go out hard. 
and they I, I don't <laughs> it's so stupid but I feel like most teams in the division hate the Mets more than anybody else it's like the Nationals roll over for the I mean up, up until today's game it feels like the Nationals roll over against the Braves but they make it difficult for the Mets I, and now that's not the case I know that's not the case but it's freaking certainly feels that way Now, Taiwan Walker had a good game. Not the best game. Good game. Five innings. I know he gave up a home run. Eight strikeouts. Solid performance. Do you trust him to start a playoff game? That's the question. Five innings, three earned runs, eight Ks. Is that good enough? I mean, right now, it's really... It's really Max Bassett and DeGrom. Those are the only three that I can feel comfortable saying they're going to get playoff starts. If I had to, I'd start start on short rest on the game four, max, and then go from there. I forget how the playoffs line up and whatnot, but that that's where my head's at. Like I don't want to mess around. I know that sometimes you have to. You feel more comfortable. Give Walker a start, change it up a little bit, but. I know that those three guys will give them the best. And Walker's a Walker's a rock star too. Listen, I can't take anything away from them this season. You know, you look at Walker last year, that second half was brutal. He's had a moment or two here where you felt like he would be on that downward spiral, that he'd have that step back and that it would just continue to go backwards and backwards. And then he'd bring back bring him back to that old 2021 self of like. Ah, uh, this guy's not as good as we think. No, but he's really settled down. He's been really good this whole season. You know, he's had a couple starts in September where he gave up four runs. He had the August start where he gave up eight runs versus Atlanta, but he bounced back and he gave up two runs to Cincinnati. He gave up. They had a two in, two inning outing in Atlanta. I think he got pulled early. For, I can't remember what the reason for it, but two runs against the Yankees, three runs against the Dodgers, and five and a, two, a third, four against Pittsburgh, which was annoying, one against Miami in seven innings, two against Pittsburgh again, two earned runs. He had three, gave up three runs. And then the fourth spot in Milwaukee, and then three again. Listen, three runs per game. You would think that. With this offense, with the Mets offense, with the weapons they have, with Pete Alonso having 131 RBIs, with Lenore having 100 and 100 plus RBIs, you would think that the Mets would be able to manufacture four runs in a game and find a way to win. But it's been struggles with this offense. And you could say it over and over and over that the Mets misplayed the trade deadline, but they do have pieces on this team. 